0: To the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. I'm Thomas Welch, and uh, we got a fun one today. We're going to be talking a little bit of uh, a little bit of the match, the uh, Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, uh, Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson golf match that went on yesterday. I'll talk about that. It'll be a lot of fun. And then we'll talk about the playoff 2014 playoff bracket. We're going to be looking into the potential matchups that that proposes and breaking down each, each one uh, series by series. But before we do, uh, I've just got to remind you all that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. All right, Sami, you ready? ready I'm excited before we uh, before we jump into the sports news uh, gotta give uh, Elon Musk baby update um I first of all, I think that the headline that I saw yesterday was Elon Musk's baby name has been updated, which I think is pretty funny because those were all the jokes that people were making that like... He's a robot? Yeah, yeah. instead of getting older, he's going to be receiving updates. So I click on this headline thinking like, oh, they probably named him something normal like Kevin or Steve. Um, no, they just, they changed it from XAEA-12 in numbers to... Because I think it's apparently it's against California state law to have numbers in your in your name, so they changed it to XAEA dash XII, which is twelve in Roman numerals. Which, <laughs> I don't think. Creativity that it, is astounding. I don't know if that makes it any better. I, I think it makes it worse. Um, I mean the G- Grimes, the the Elon's wife basically came out and said like, yeah, Roman numerals look prettier or, or something like that. So I don't know. Did you see
1: that? What did it say in the patch notes though?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I think I don't think they, the patch notes are public for this. Um, oh god! Did you see the clip of Elon on, on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast where like Joe was clowning him for the name and Elon basically? Oh, and Joe was just laughing in his face. Yeah. That was e- so crazy. Elon, Elon basically went like, yeah, you know. Grimes is uh creative with the names. Didn't sound, sound like he was a little a little fed up with it too. But Not like it wasn't his idea. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Um. Anyways, uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, Tiger Woods teamed up with Peyton Manning to take on Phil Mickelson and the Goat Tom Brady in a in a golf match. Um, lots of fun stuff to talk about. I know Tommy you didn't watch it, but did you follow along on Twitter?
1: I did. I was watching, uh, I was trying to just keep like an eye on it because I was moving back from Springfield yesterday <laughs> trying to move all my stuff out so it was a little bit hectic for the three and a half hour drive. But I was trying to keep track of all the memes flying through. And it, oh, So, okay, hey, riddle me this, Josh. Yeah. Uh, the greatest quarterback of all time in your eyes. Uh-huh. In most people's eyes. Janked a couple golf balls, carried one. A hell of a chip, by the way. Split his pants on national television. He did split his pants on national television. <laughs> uh. Couldn't be Peyton. I'm saying so
0: my argument there is Peyton Manning had a lot more time to practice his golf skills because he wasn't you know going deep in the playoffs as much as Tom Brady was and he's been retired for a couple years you know Tom Brady's been most spends most of his time practicing football you know the thing that he's the best in the world at so you know I I can excuse him for not having the greatest golf skills because he's on a football field uh, most of the year Um, especially like in the Super Bowl you know he's been there a bunch of times um No, but, uh, just to, yeah, just to recap the, the fun moments, um, they, uh, Tom Brady and Peyton started out a little rough. They both shanked their first shot into the woods. Um, and then, you know, moving forward, Peyton recovered a little bit. Tom did not. Uh, really struggled. Um, you know, couldn't really couldn't really string any good shots together. And then on hole seven, he uh, he winds up on, on a par five with his fourth shot. He pulls out a, a nice, like, 150-yard shot. Uh, uh, iron shot hits the green. Nice little backspin, right into the hole. Absolutely. Rolls right into the cup. Gorgeous shot. Oh my god! Everyone was losing. Shot mind. of life. Yeah. And, wa- and then he walks up to the to pin to get the ball out, and um, the camera zooms right in on on his on that dumpy, and he bangs
1: over <laughs> <laughs> You
0: like that? You like that? <laughs> that dumpy. That dumpy. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so he he bends over, um,
1: and there's a split right in the back of his pants. Oh, Don't get it twisted man. either, by the way. Tom um, Brady might not be the greatest quarterback of all time. He's got an absolute dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, packing a wagon. So, yeah, respect, so of course. Respect
0: where respect is due. Of course, he can't even have um he can't even have that going for me. Hits the shot of the round, and and immediately just splits his pants for the whole world to see because you know everybody's watching that everybody's bored um is that so ugh. yeah but i mean hey he took it on the chin uh next hole i think he's wearing like big bulky rain pants and someone was like hey tom what you doing there he goes well uh i split my pants he didn't even try to didn't even try to play it off you know that's that's my quarterback that's my goat taking things on the chin 28-3 he doesn't care um
1: Dude, I, we could talk about the trash talk too a little bit because man, I know was talking about his caddies. Because <laughs> like yeah, I was thinking about Bill Belichick, Eli, all these guys. Um, yeah. And then Tom Brady was just chirping. Uh, Charles Barkley wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um.
0: He was. There was some. Uh, there was a bit of back and forth there. I mean, Charles Barkley, for for those of you who don't know, is a really, really, really bad golfer. Like a really bad golfer, so much so that they had a they had a challenge that like there would be a hundred thousand dollars going to charity if Charles he played the whole course and they had a hundred thousand dollars to charity if he got bogey or better on a single hole. <laughs> which Is I mean you know golf is a ridiculously hard sport, but for someone that's been playing golf as long as Chuck, that should be feasible. Um, he couldn't do it. Uh, yeah, there was some good banner back and forth. You know, something like inside the NBA classic Charles Barkley banner. Um, it was great. Great. Um, you know, there was a, there was one point when, um, he, he it was a part three and I think, he, I think Charles said like, oh, I'll donate $25,000 if you hit the green here. And he, and he, uh, and he shanked it way wide and Chuck goes, um, man, maybe I should have said if you hit the planet, it was pretty funny. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was fun. It was a good return to sports. I mean, gave me something to get up and, and yell about. Uh, it was you know my allegiances were a little funky because Tiger Woods is my favorite golfer of all time, and Tom Brady is my favorite football player of all time, and I really don't like Peyton Manning, even though I think he's absolutely hilarious and you know personality wise he's a great dude. So I didn't really have too 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 hard of a time rooting for him uh, yesterday.
1: Uh, it was pretty good. That Remind, reminds me of that uh, that Saturday Night Live skit where he's like teaching kids how to play football. Just pegging them in the back of the head <laughs> with bullet passes. You ever seen that? I have. That's that's pretty legendary. Oh my but, God. Amazing. A guy. Um, yeah, there is or like the the the
0: the roast of I don't remember what roast it was. It was some roast and Peyton Manning was there. And I think it was uh Pete Davidson went up on the on the mic and he said Peyton Manning looks like uh, looks like a, in the future when football players have evolved to not need helmets because he's got a big ass <laughs> forehead oh uh, this is funny I mean hey Peyton's a funny guy uh, decent football player more of a stat patter if, if anything but oh my god
1: yeah
0: <laughs> No, but um, all jokes aside, it was it was really fun to get back into sports and actually have some enjoyable um, enjoyable content
1: to watch. You know, uh. almost like a like a like a moment of normalcy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the first competitive sporting event we have seen. in a long time that like was on such a global scale and it was definitely a, a huge a huge uh, enjoyment for a lot of people it was all over twitter um and you know it, normally that would obviously that would normally be a huge event you know two of the greatest golfers in the world um and two of the greatest football players of all time uh but it was definitely elevated just due to the circumstances obviously um, but yeah, it was it was a really good time. Um, you know what else is a really good time, Tommy? Uh, eating a Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They're tasty. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. 16 amazing flavors. Eight chocolate with nut, eight chocolate without nut, but every single bar is covered 100% in chocolate. Um, They're soft, they're easy to chew. So you're not, you know, you don't have to, after a workout, you're tired, you want a protein bar before a workout. You know, you don't want to work, you don't want to spend too much energy on eating, of course. So no no problem there. And the best part is they're healthy, they're good for the health conscious person. Uh, you can lose or maintain weight while we'll still indulging in a delicious treat. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Tommy, I'm gonna talk to you about the mint brownie flavor real quick. We got mint brownie. Oh my god! Hopefully, is better than mint chocolate ice cream. Never. Not possible. No <laughs> offense to Bill Bar, but it's it's a close second. Uh, 15 grams of protein, 110 calories. Four grams of sugar, five grams of net carbs. Oh man! And the best part is, right now you can go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and get ten dollars off your first order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for ten dollars off at BuiltBar.com. All right, let's take a one more short break and then we'll we'll be right back with the with some playoff talk. All right, so playoffs. I'm excited. I know you're excited, Tommy. Let's let's get into the let's get
1: into the the first round real quick. It's um, so weird even talking about like. Because we haven't even seen hockey in so long. I know, know? I know. Um, I I I forgot
0: everything I know about hockey. I know, I know. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm excited, but it's all it's a little strange. I've gotten so used to this. This is the norm. Um, So we'll talk a little bit about the the various around the NHL, and then at the end of the show, we'll we'll sort of zero in on what what we like for the Blues' chances, uh, potential matchups there. Uh, So it'll be fun. Uh, First one I'm looking at, looking at the going from east to west here, Uh, eight versus nine in the east. Tampa, or not Tampa? Toronto versus uh, Columbus. Oh man, I'm getting, I'm getting all mixed up. I don't
1: even recognize the logos anymore. Um, Yeah, Toronto Columbus. Toronto gets knocked out in the first round again. Not even the first round. The I don't
0: think so because they'd be playing Boston in round two. So like, it's I think it's just their their rite of passage to lose in game seven <laughs> to Boston every year. So I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna beat Columbus and then get their get their butt kicked by Boston again. Uh, but that's just me. I don't know. I don't know. I could see Columbus giving them a run for their money. Yeah, Columbus has definitely been an under the under the radar, pretty pretty hot team this year. I don't know. Uh, they've gotten really good goaltending. Uh, Bobrovsky left, and everyone assumed that that would be their downfall. Um, Panarin left, and, you know, and, and they've they've really t- uh, taken it in stride. They've gotten contributions, you know, equally from uh, all around. Uh, defense has been pretty solid. Goaltending, like I said, has been tremendous uh but at the at the same time uh jesus toronto that's that team toronto has uh that high-powered um just run and gun offense and well i don't think that that's a recipe to win a cup i think that's a recipe to beat a team like columbus in seven games i just don't think columbus really has that uh has that uh piece this this year but then again last year they came out and they shocked Tampa so I, I think that series is going to be a lot closer than a lot of people might think initially but my pick will be Toronto
1: that's what I'm thinking I, I feel like Columbus could potentially make the case to be that proud underdog that everyone kind of underestimates all the time um so if they I mean if they put their toes into that role and like really buy into that concept I could see them a shock in the Maple Leafs, but I think you're right about the Maple Leafs being a high powered offense, and maybe their defense still needs some bits and pieces here and there. Uh, you said, obviously, I think that's yeah. more, their offense is more than enough uh, to win in round. Yep. All right, moving on. We got uh, five versus 12. We got Pittsburgh, Montreal.
0: Um, I mean, you know. Every Montreal, every- <laughs> yeah.
1: unless Carey Price has the series of his career, I don't see Montreal losing that. No. Se- I mean, Montreal winning that series. No, but that's the thing is Carey Price could absolutely have the
0: series of his career. That's that's right. why that's why a team like Pittsburgh was, you know, initially um, people speculated that they were opposed to the the 2014 playoff for that exact reason is that you get a team like Montreal who doesn't deserve to be in this spot a playoff spot at all. Um, but that being said. They have the best goalie in the world. And if he gets hot for the right amount of time, they can absolutely steal a series. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it's Pittsburgh. Um, they're always a threat to win the cup every single year. They got Crosby. They got Malkin, Latang, the usual suspects over there. I'm, I'm taking Pittsburgh in that one. Hmm. All right, next up, a bit of an interesting one. Um, New York Islanders, Florida Panthers. Two teams that you know haven't really been making a lot of noise in, in, in years past, or starting to creep up the standings. Um, I really like Florida in this one. I think Me too, actually.
1: I feel like they were hot before we uh, before we paused as well. Yeah. So that, and it's hard to keep that momentum over such a long break and so much shit going on. But I mean think there's something to be said for team chemistry you know yeah and I
0: mean they they made a big splash obviously they signed Sergei Bobrovsky and he was very 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 underwhelming um and he is you know hasn't shown a whole lot of playoff success in his past uh it's been one of his biggest knocks but if he gets hot you know kind of regains that that uh, caliber of one of the best goalies in the league if not the best goalie in the league like he has been in years past um no reason to see they, they can't make a, a good run. I know that was Joey's pick to to go deep in the playoffs abandoning his Minnesota uh, loyalty but yeah, I, I definitely see them taking that series and, and who knows I mean they'd have Tampa in round two potentially and who, who knows another another shock shocking upset for for Tampa I think um, that could definitely happen. And let's see. Final matchup of the play-in round for the East Carolina Hurricanes
1: versus the New York Rangers. Now, I feel like feel this series is going to be so much fun to watch. It is. And
0: an interesting thing to note here, the Carolina Hurricanes were one of only two teams to vote against the 2014 playoff. I believe the other one was Tampa. I mean, right? Yeah. Um, and I think the very reason they're doing that is because they – they, they um, who, who's in net for them? Peter Mraz? I don't even know. Oh, is it Mirazik? No, I think yeah, so. Maybe. I'm um, not you know, sure. It's been a minute. Whoever, whoever their goalie is, I think he goes to bed and has nightmares of Artemi Panarin doing his leg kick. Because <laughs> you know Panarin's been a Panarin's been a, a game breaker for, for man on fire, if you will. He's, yeah, man on fire. He's been. <laughs> Absolutely, the best um, best free agent acquisition. You know, a lot of people were saying they paid too much for him, but he's gone out and proved all that wrong. Um, has a ridiculous amount of points, so much higher than anyone else on this team. And they got some. They got some really good center depth too. Accumulated uh,
1: a lot of heart trophy talk. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, he's my pick. Um, uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, I have to look at like everything, but I mean. You couldn't go wrong with an Artemi Panarin there for sure. So
0: yeah, yeah, and um, so I mean, I, I like New York in this series for that reason. I think Panarin's just a, a game breaker for them. Um, their goaltending situation's awesome. They got three goalies that they could they, to, they could turn to if any of them go cold. Um, obviously, the King is probably gonna w- awake from his slumber to dominate in the playoffs. That's that's <laughs> what I would hope to see. Uh, so I'm picking New York in that series. Uh, that being said, Carolina. Went deep last year. When they do make the playoffs, they have the tendency to go deep, uh, you know, make make some runs, conference final, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know if they can. They have that
1: magic for a second year. We'll see, though. I, I'm picking New York, though. That is true. I'm tempted to go New York, uh, but I, I think I'm going to take, take Carolina because I feel like last year Carolina uh, got their fans so excited with the storm surge, all of that stuff, and uh, making the playoffs for the first time in a long time. So I feel like they're going to kind of ride off of that high. Um, and feed off that energy. So yeah, we'll see. And plus, the acquisition of uh Joel Edmondson might put him over the top. So mm, that's true. Stanley Cup champion
0: Joel Edmondson. Uh-huh. Um, all right. So but let's let's take a short break, and then we'll jump into the, the West, and we'll talk some we'll talk some blues finally.
1: The blues. <laughs>
0: All right, so this might be a this might be a new record for for the longest we've gone into a, into a hockey themed episode without talking about the Blues, but we're finally there. Um, so, number one seed in the West, St. Louis Blues, the they would take on the potential winner of Calgary Winnipeg. So let's talk about that series, and then we can talk about how we like the Blues' chances against each team. Um, Calgary Winnipeg. Two teams that I, I don't think really have a shot of going too far, but two teams that I think are going to be a pretty good matchup for each other. Um, Calgary kind of underachieved this year a little bit. Um, there were talks like trading Johnny Gaudreau and all that. Um, their offense was a little little lackluster, but obviously they have Mark Giordano, who won the Norris last year. They have, uh, they have Cam Talbot in net, so... Yeah, that's not... not that's, that is a thing? That's that a name? A thing. <laughs> name of a hockey player. <laughs> he, he does wear goalie pads on occasion. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's not a recipe for the greatest amount of success. Um, that being said, I mean, Winnipeg, their defense is... is. Uh, I mean, they, they, over, they definitely overachieve in the regular season, but... I don't, I don't think you can really go too far with that defense in the playoffs. I think this series is a real toss-up. Um, I'd probably pick Winnipeg if I had to, but I could absolutely see it going either way. What about you? I think, uh, for me,
1: I feel like... Like, Algary is a better team. I mean, Hello Bucks had a pretty good year. He's yeah. been a little bit streaky, um, but I know he was talking about... People were talking about him being up for the Vesna for a little while there. Um, and the fact that they don't have a defense, he sees, like, high volume of shots. So, like, usually that's a bad thing. But if it keeps him on his toes and he's, like, ready for anything, then and I feel like in a playoff style of hockey, uh, that's beneficial to that goalie. You know, it keeps him in the zone a little bit. Because I know last year Jordan Bennington would talk about, like, stretches where it would be, like, a period, the Blues lock, down D and let up three shots. It's like, it's difficult to like stay there mentally because you're not like right, just sitting back there chilling. Right. Um. But I think I think the deciding factor for me would be Hellebuck. Um. But other than that, yeah, I mean, that's, that's why I went with Winnipeg. I think in series like this, you know, their offense is stacked. Like yeah. Underrated stacked. Bro. Yeah. Oh, Connor is nasty, and uh, Brian Little. I think he was hurt for a little bit. Um, but I'm sure he'll be back, and then. Yeah, obviously, a normal crew line and shy leading. Leading. Yeah, like Jesus Christ, bro. That offense is that offense is absolutely stacked. Uh, that being said, do either of these teams scare you against the Blues? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, no. For sake of variety, I'm gonna go with Calgary to win, and then we can see Matty Kachuk playoff series against the that Blues? That would be pretty be- fun. Um, that would be pretty fun. I mean, obviously, we,
0: we beat Winnipeg last year pretty pretty handedly, probably our, our e- easiest series. Uh, a little bit of a scare, uh, but but in terms of, you know, success, that was the Jaden Schwartz uh, breakout uh, series, and et cetera, et cetera. So we know we can take them, and they only got arguably worse from then. So right. uh, I think the Blues would have an easy time against them. Calgary would be a little weird, because I always feel like they give us a hard time in the season. Season when we play them, I, I, do, I do remember that. Like I, I always remember Calgary just being a really pesky matchup for the Blues.
1: I Feel like they're built similarly too. Yeah, and you know, like grind it out instead of like a high-powered offense like the Jets have. Like they do. I mean, they do have a good offense, but it's not the same artillery, I guess. That, that being said, Cam Talbot. Exactly. That, that end of argument right there.
0: Um, I, I mean, I don't see him stopping, a, stopping the Blues in, in a seven-game series. Connor Hallibuck, on the other hand, ooh, could be scary, but... Uh, steal knows? some games. Uh, this is a series I'm really excited about. Edmonton, Chicago. I like
1: uh, this series. I, for what, yeah, for whatever reason, I feel like this matchup favors the Oilers like handedly. I want playoff <laughs> McDavid, and I want it now. Yeah, like I feel like McDavid and Drysidel could beat the oh <laughs> beat the Blackhawks by themselves. <laughs> the beer the, the league of a decor that the Blackhawks have. Oh jeez, <laughs> dude. It's it's over. I mean McDavid. Only person, person I would worry about today. Only person I would worry about on the Blackhawks besides obviously like Kane and Taze. Not even really Taze, they didn't even that really have that good of a season. Uh, their rookie Kubalik, I think. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. So, I would be I, honestly. I'm kind of interested to see how he plays in the playoffs because our rivalry is still a thing. So we're gonna have to face him down the road and kind of want to know his name in, in the event that he pops off and I have to hate him even more. But right. see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm picking Edmonton in that series, no doubt. Uh, no, hundred percent. And
0: then, oh my god, dude, that would mean we'd see Edmonton, Colorado in round two. McDavid, McKinnon. Oh.
1: Eight. Oh, these matches. I'm getting
0: excited now. <laughs> that's, that's, <Somebody. laughs> that's like a skills competition every night. That's like somebody give me an IV. Hook that's this shit up like in my Seventy-five percent of the time, we're watching the, probably the two most exciting players on this earth uh, compete against each other. When McDavid's on the ice, McKinnon's probably on the ice, or they're out there together. Oh man, would that be fun? And then not even to mention Kale McCarr. Ooh. All right. And then the next series,
1: another weird one, um, Vancouver, Minnesota. I think this might be the most entertaining series on this side for me. You think so? I think, well, because Minnesota was so hot. And th- they had that goalie. It was like Stalak, right? Yeah. Stalak playing out of his mind. Um, well, they went on like a win streak or something. So I feel, and the Canucks, that high-powered offense, they got Elias Petterson, Brock Besser, all those guys. I feel like... No man. I feel it's like obviously Minnesota's a ten seed, but I don't think they play like a ten seed. No,
0: they they got hot at the right time, um, or or you could argue that they went cold at the wrong time and sort of tanked their uh, tanked their their stock a little bit. But I mean, Parise's has had a, had a really good resurgence this year. He's been he's been re- really good. Um, and Suter's obviously always one of the best defensemen in the league. They've gotten good goaltending. Um, who knows? Uh, who knows? I mean, Vancouver's got that young, high-powered offense. Pedersen, Besser. Uh, by the way, Brock Besser, Bethlow in the league. Um, just just going to put that out there. Uh, uh, Canucks had a good goalie too, didn't they? It was like Markstrom, right? Or no? Markstrom's been good for them, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't even know, dude. I- I'm so rusty on my hockey knowledge right now. <laughs> That's
1: what I'm saying. Like, I'm trying so to double- rusty. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah I mean, That's that'll like, be a fun in series. Terms of, in terms of like skill factors, I feel like these guys are closest on this side of the bracket for sure. I'd yeah. be like, I could I see it going yeah. seven seven games for sure. And then
0: on the, in that case, I usually err on the side of goaltending, and I, so I'd pick Minnesota in that case because um, mm-hmm. they had a goalie that was really hot, and then they also have Devin Dubnik. Um, true. So the, I'd go with Minnesota in that case, but definitely could go either way. Um, that's probably the pick that I'm least confident about out of all of these.
1: But yeah, who knows. All right. And the last I'll be, matchup. I'll be rooting for Minnesota for sure. Yeah. I feel like they're the underdog know. of like the Joey will too. And he's finally bracket. Yeah, sure he's finally
0: with an asterisk getting that his prescri- her his prediction that the Wild would make the playoffs, he's getting that right. I don't know if we're gonna give it to him because they had to make it through a twenty four team format, but he did call it. I did call it Alright Last matchup Nashville
1: Arizona What do you think? I'm gonna I oh, no. don't know I mean, Nashville's got I feel like playoffs is a lot about goalies And Nashville does have Pecorini But he's had a terrible season Yeah
0: I mean But they also got Saros Who's a really good That's true I forgot back, about Saros a really good young goaltender um, oh. They've had an underperforming offense this year For sure Um mm-hmm. You know, but they got the familiar suspects, they got a spectacular decor, one of the best defensemen in the league in Roman Yossi, and then a great supporting cast around him.
1: Um, also in a contract year, correct? You know he's he going to go out there and play his he brains out. He is. And then
0: you got Arizona, who acquired Taylor Hall, Phil Kessel. Um, you know, really bolstered up the offense. Didn't get that chemistry, though. They, they really struggled to click out there and definitely underperformed. They've always had trouble putting the puck in the net, and... Went out this year and said let's let's change that let's acquire two of the best goal scorers in the league in Phil Castle and Taylor Hall and it didn't really fix things which which is curious that makes me that makes me think like is it a coaching thing is it a whatever I mean who knows um, I, for that reason I, I as much as I, I like Arizona on paper I, I don't think they have the chemistry to to take on a team like Nashville um, Nashville's just got that sick decor and good enough offense to 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 um, they have one of the most the, the highest paid offense of the on week, block. Yeah But Nashville does? Yeah And they're not even that good um, And then they got Pecorine And Saro. So I, I'd go with um, I'd go with um, Nashville in that series But I could definitely see Arizona Starting to figure things out At the right time And, and, and giving Nashville a run But
1: yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Nashville as well Even though I will I will definitely be rooting for Arizona Because hometown boy Clayton Keller um, Ooh Love it And that. Yeah,
0: right, I think, I think uh, Nashville's gonna handle me. So we got our sixteen teams, each of us. Who's your Who's your pick to make it out of the East this year, Tommy? Obviously, the Blues are coming out of the West. We know that, no question. Um, who's your pick to uh, make it out of the East? It's, all the way to the Stanley uh, Cup. Yeah, I think it's pretty wide open. I mean, so the top besides the teams we just talked about, the top four: Boston, Tampa, Washington, Philly. A lot of people are picking Philly.
1: Uh, yeah, honestly, that that was my gut instinct. Honestly, just because they rose up the ranks so fast, I feel like you know. Yeah, they they playing. Me, I like the, they're playing the right hockey at the right time, and that's give me blues vibes. Playoffs, yeah, exactly, exactly. Blues
0: vibes. Um, yeah, I, I'd probably pick Philly. Um, that offense is sick. You know, as we know, heard some a monster. A hot. <laughs> oh man, that's that's a rough Boston accent, Tommy. You can uh, you you can you can get better. At that. <laughs> <hot>. <laughs> yeah, I mean Philly's got a Philly's got a scary team this year. Um defense is a little lacking um I mean obviously thomas Shabbat is sick no, not thomas Shabbat uh, uh, Jesus wow uh cut that out josh um, <laughs> in, in post no not uh, i Provorov. That, that, I was thinking him. I said Thomas Shabbat because I was thinking young defenseman. Thomas Shabbat is sick, by the way. I, let's just pretend like I wanted to shout That's him true. out. No, but Ivan Provarov is sick. Played like 30 minutes a night for them. And he's only like, what is he, 20, 21, something like that. So he's. He's got he's a yeah, he's really really good, good year. Um, Kai had a really good year. Jeru uh, Voracek, the usual suspects on, on offense, as, as well as uh, Konechny, Pachirier. Um, Really good team. I-, I could see them making a run, for sure.
1: For sure. Couldn't take down the Blues, though, I don't think. I, would, I also would not be surprised, though, if it was just a rematch of last year in Boston versus no, the Blues. Oh, please, no.
0: I can't do <laughs> like, that again. <laughs> I can't do that again, Tommy.
1: Just, like, everything like throughout the season just led me to believe that that's what was going to happen. I can't do that again. Someone can take them down, or the Flyers can take them down. I feel like that would be a good match of the I'm Flyers. I'm saying run. I feel
0: like the teams that are going to struggle the most uh, as a result of this are the older teams. You know, going to have the hardest time getting back into speed. And the Bruins are a very old team. That is true. Um, that's true. So that's my that's my case against Boston.
1: Um, they're also physical, yeah. so they can take a beating.
0: Uh, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to do <laughs> that again. It took years off my life, Tommy. I can't. I can't. All
1: it's right. also you have to think about. Too like uh, so these guys that are doing play-ins, right? Are essentially, like I don't know, like the scheduling, I guess. But I'm assuming the play-in rounds happen before like, the top four teams play for seeding. Would that happen at the same time? I don't think
0: the top four teams are playing for seeding. I believe per,
1: Oh, they're seated by per, per Friedman. I think
0: they're just playing some exhibition games just to get them going. Okay, because that's what I was gonna say. Is like if
1: these guys start playing hockey. Sooner and like uh, kind of like getting ready and get their wheels under them is, is kind of going to give them like the leg up That's on the competition you know? not, not bad. But, but
0: I mean we'll see a whole lot of unknowns um, I'm just looking forward to hockey
1: at the Same. end of the day I just want hockey In the conclusion of this season because you can't just leave it as a cliffhanger but like it's okay, it's okay. you also can't just like <laughs> spread this pandemic worse than it already is yeah yeah.
0: Who knows? We're getting close, hopefully. Um, all right. I think that's all we got for today. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, check out Locked On NHL. They got a great show over there. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Locked On Blues. Tommy, you got any closing words? Go eat some built bars. Go eat some built oh, yeah. bars. Um, yeah. Go eat some built bars. Stay inside. Wash your hands. Uh, go check out the match if you didn't find, find a replay of it. It was great. Um, yeah. It, it's getting closer. I'm excited. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go blues.